When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Good, when they passed on I said, who did they oh. take? No, they traded out. They traded out completely. Because in my, in my opinion, let, let's speak facts. Let's yeah. be, let's, it's real. Yeah. They took a bargain, uh-huh. thinking I was going to be there first, you know, first day of the second round. Yeah. But obviously, they didn't know someone wanted me. Also, no question. Right. So that's where the, you know it, they, yeah. they didn't win. And they traded, yeah, they traded just to go up and to get it. But then again, you know, they're not gonna say that. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Look at that. So that was kind of a, like a live all things covered Patrick Peterson podcast with Lewis seen at TCO Performance Center. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. Was that Judd running in the background there, streaking across the practice field? Afternoon, Judd here. Oh, yeah, I was probably doing. You know why? Because well, Dex told me well, you got to have the phone close to your face now, like this. So I, I was probably oblivious to all things covered. Special yeah. my friend, that's Surly Brewing Company. Lewis, see, it's been a major disappointment so far. Hey, Lewis, what's up? Amazing. Uh, so who is who is he talking about there? Tampa teams teams pa- Tampa Tampa passing on him. Oh, is he? So he's kind of he's got Tampa on a list of. Teams to go get in the playoffs. He's got a long list if he's if he's going to go get teams. Yes, yes. We'll have to use that today. That. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll use that today. Love it. All right, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. So if you ever think we're being a little too hard on the Vikings, a little too negative, Judd, whatever, it's all from a place of expecting greatness from a franchise that's done everything there is to do in 60 years except win a Super Bowl. And we've been counting down, uh, starting yesterday, the top 20 current Vikings. And we'll get to that in just a second here. But thanks to our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also TCL, which is redefining creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed, an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by Next Vision. Find out more at TCL.com. Did you get that 50-inch TCL hung in your place, Dex? So a TCL 4 Series, little 50-inch TV getting nice. hung up uh, next week on vacation. I got I, I called in some reinforcements to help me hang that TV. I'm not pulling a Macadac. Professionals? I am not. Uh, a man who said, I texted my buddy who I golf with, who I know has two TVs hung in his house, and he even said, I hung five at my in-laws last week. So I said, okay, you're my guy. Because I looked into doing five? it. He said he hung five TVs at his in-laws. Can I have one of them? I I. I don't know, and I'm guessing they're all, of course, TCL televisions. But um, but, so. but I, I didn't want to pay, like, the $150, $200 install that it costs. My building offers it. 
I think like Best Buy and there's other ones that offer it. So I said, how about you just come over and I'll like get your next round of beers at on the golf course. Okay. And you can hang there. Right. PCL TV. Round of beers? That's all you're going to get? And, you know, some other perks. Okay. Time with me. <laughs> that's the real perk. Yeah. Come hang out with Ask Declan while watching, yeah. watching a Twins game or yeah. something. Oh, no. Okay. Whatever. Be great. Um, so let's... Um, Let's dive into this here. Top twenty. Let's let's show yesterday. We we counted from twenty down to sixteen, and uh, and we we hashed this all out. Did you guys disagree much with the first five on this list here? Alexander Madison twentieth, DJ Wanham nineteenth, Chris Reed league average offensive lineman eighteenth, KJ Osborne seventeen, Patrick Peterson sixteen, with five more to be unveiled here shortly. I need to see how the rest of this falls a bit more before I, because I don't disagree with what you have there. I'm curious what the next five are, because I think that that would cause me to perhaps shuffle some, but I was fine with the start. Like Chris Reed surprised me a little bit, but it also speaks to depth as well. So I'd like to see your next five before I sort of debate who's 16 to 20, if that makes sense to you. Okay. Are you guys ready to talk about Kirk Cousins here on on today's list or no? I half expect you to put him 14. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Real you don't know with Macadac. There's vengeance here. There's an agenda. Vengeance. No, there's, there's an pure agenda. truth and honesty. Human agenda. So uh, just some parameters here. This is positional value wasn't factored in as much. You know, like a left tackle and a quarterback are more valuable than a linebacker and a running back. But I, I was more going for just how good are you at what you do and and maybe even how good are you relative to the peers at your position group across the NFL when putting together this list. So let's go through 15 down to 11 here. Let's fire this thing up and start with 15. You just made the list. There we go. That's right. <laughs> All right. Chris Jericho guiding us through this thing. Number 15 on the 20 best current Vikings Irv Smith Jr. Mm. This is where we. I feel like we might tussle here right, a little right. bit. All right. I think if we were just ranking the idea of what Irv Smith could be based on eye test and based on you know what he looked like at Alabama at times, just his potential, I think he would be higher than 15th on this list. But the reality is we're going into year four. It'll have been 19 months since he last played an NFL game come around week one. He's never had more than 64 yards in a single game in the NFL. He's coming off knee rehab. Yep. You know, he's he's never had, like, the big game. He's never had the six catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. Irv Smith is a theory, much like the best version of Kirk Cousins is a theory or team success with Kirk Cousins. So... Uh, his last year at Alabama, Irv Smith, this is now four years ago, but he averaged 16 yards per catch at Alabama. Where is that guy in the NFL? And he's been hurt. I get it. Maybe the system and just the, the lack of opportunities with Kyle Rudolph around, maybe some of those things have, have held him back. What's holding him back this year? I guess we'll find out. But right now, the reality of Irv Smith is 15th. I think the the, the best version of Irv Smith is probably one of the five to ten best players on the Vikings, but we haven't seen that yet, so he's 15th. And not close. So he could actually, I wouldn't have been surprised now in retrospect if you had put him behind Peterson as well, because, yeah, I mean, I saw a guy in training camp last summer who was great, 
in practices, right? So I'm like, oh, man, yes. and I talked about it. You know, he's going to be great. And there were a lot of people who watched him practice as well who said th- the same thing. But until he actually can play in games and do those exact same things that I saw, you know, yeah, he's, he's 15, 16. The, the idea of that position being what Irv Smith can be could be hugely important. But this is very fair. He, again, is is a guy who we have seen in practice. We have occasionally seen small spurts. But until we see him play a complete season healthy and be integrated into the passing game like I think he can be, yeah, he's 15, 16. Yeah, it. It's more the it's the idea that he could probably move up more. But, I mean, the fact he missed all of last season, I, I'm curious on what 14 and above look like. But he, so far, of all the players you named – has the biggest potential to make the jump. Like of all the players, if he hit, he hits a ceiling, right? Like if, if he goes for 800, 1,000 yards and catches six or seven touchdowns and pulls in, you know, 50 or 70 grabs, you're talking about a player who probably cracks your top five, top top 10. So Yeah, and you, and you can make a case that between 16 and 20, so I, I can make a case that four of the players that I have between 16 and 20, Patrick Peterson, K.J. Osborne, DJ Wanham and Alexander Madison have all had bigger individual seasons at their positions than Irv Smith has so far. Mm-hmm. So you could you could actually make a case that I'm still using the idea of Irv Smith and the potential to put him above KJ Osborne and to put him above, you know, Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson's a, a good solid league average good leader cornerback, right? Yes. Irv Smith's not an above average tight end yet pro- productivity-wise. But we see him out there, and we see him when he comes over the middle in his athleticism and his speed, and we think, God, he runs like a wide receiver. He can cut. He could be a top five or six tight end in the NFL if given the opportunity. So I'm probably letting that leak into this ranking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so drop him. <laughs> drop him below. So you, you'd probably drop him below Peterson, yes. maybe even below K.J. Osborne. Yes. Okay. I'd probably put him 16, but and I, I guess I'm, I'm maybe I'm projecting Peterson kind of coming down the hill and Irv Smith going to get a boost here coming off of this injury getting more playing time. This is the first time he'll have been really given free reign over that starting tight end job because Kyle Rudolph's gone. I mean, he was splitting snaps 50-50 with Kyle Rudolph for the first two years. So so Irv Smith, number 15. Number 14, a new acquisition, a player that will play his first game, hopefully, as a Viking in September. Linebacker Jordan Hicks coming over from from the Arizona Cardinals and previously the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Rock-solid linebacker. He's a tackling machine, including a playoff game last year. Jordan Hicks, over the last three seasons, has racked up 392 tackles. I think that's tops among linebackers in the NFL. We can have our uh, crew of fact-checkers check that. Pro Football Focus had him rated 27th out of 94 linebackers last year. He does turn 30 years old in less than two weeks. Just a rock-solid middle linebacker that I think is going to enjoy the system and enjoy the defensive front in front of him. Um, it's really all there is to say about Hicks. He's a tackling machine. Hard to debate this one. Like, I, I think it's probably fair. He is definitely going to make an impact if, if he can stay on the field, which I think his pass says he probably can. Um, Kendricks, he probably helps him a bit. But, yeah. I think Hicks is a good signing. I think he provides stability. I don't think he is necessarily a sexy player, but I do think that he will provide the type of of stability that probably 
Peterson did, right? Like descending player. Peterson at his height was better than Hicks is, but I think you're looking for the same exact thing. A veteran who can step in, learn the system quickly, and can know what he's doing without a big um, period of trying to learn. So, yeah, I think this is fair. 14. Yeah, I, it's a it's a t- it's a linebacker, and I think sometimes we forget uh, how important linebackers are in today's NFL. And he's is he basically replacing the Anthony Barr role, or is mm-hmm. he replacing Nick Vigil? Well, there's the roles Anthony, have changed and, completely, though. Yeah, right. Exactly. And yeah, they're different players. There's no system. role. Yes. Technically, like in the pecking order of Vikings linebackers, he's replacing Anthony Barr, but it's a totally new system. So, Correct. Yeah. So and so, can he be number one better than Nick Vigil? And also, can you just know what his expectations are replacing Anthony Barr? Because Anthony Barr was always a theory too. Anthony Barr was, what was he going to be, right? Like, he's a good coverage linebacker, but when he rushes a quarterback, he's good at it, but they didn't really yeah. utilize him a ton. I think I think Hicks, though, is more of, I think we know what we're getting out of him. I'm curious how he's deployed still a little bit, but I think we know who he is. So I think for the most part, I think when we talk about replacing Barr, I think Hunter actually half replaces Barr because he's going to be technically in the 3-4 a linebacker, not a defensive end. But there are going to be times where he definitely has his hand in the dirt. <laughs> so I think that this... Sorry, I, I was late on the draw there. Football. Thank there you. you go. I think that this scheme is going to be so different that Hicks is just going to be relied upon to be solid. So if he can do his job... The one thing, though, that I am seeing that I and where I think they're going away from, from what we consider certainly to be uh, traditional linebackers is this. When you guys see some of the backers that the Vikings trot out there, you are not going to be able to tell the difference between linebackers and safeties. Like this is one size wise. Size wise. They look the exact same. There are safeties right now, I think, who are who look physically bigger than linebackers. So like this entire thing is changing. But I do think that Hicks provides a stability that is going to be that hopefully for the Vikings sake will be very helpful for the first portion, at least of the season. Yeah, I, I would say I'll reiterate my biggest worry about Hicks and a lot of players on the Vikings defensive side of the ball is the fact that he turns 30 years old in two weeks. You know, like basically half of the defense, maybe not half, let's see, one, two, three, you know, for sure four defensive players are going to be on the wrong side of 30. That's probably it. I mean, Zadarius is, I think Zadarius is what, 28, 29, but he's Bad back, though. Yeah, that I mean, scares you a little bit. Nope, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. I'm actually in an unprecedented move here in the history of the top 20 Vikings players, the history which dates back to yesterday. I am lumping two players in together at oh, 12 and 13. Uh, oh, all right. All right. So you're splitting. Okay. Yeah. I thought you so were they're, going to declare a tie for a second there, but you're saying no, 12 and 13. Okay. 12 and 13. And right. I'm lumping them together because they will very much be lumped together in their jobs, handcuffed together. Mannion. Harrison and Phillips. Yeah. Mannion <laughs> and, and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> All right. Harrison Phillips yep. and Dalvin Tomlinson. The 600 plus pound beefy interior yeah. of this new Vikings defensive front. So. As I see it, they're both very similar players. They're both very similar size-wise. They're both about six foot three, 310, 320 pounds. They're both in their football primes. Harrison Phillips is like 26 and a half. Tomlinson's 28. Uh, they can both get some pressure as pass rushers up the middle. Both are very good at clogging up running lanes. 
PFF has them graded right next to each other, 13th and 15th among interior defensive linemen last year. There's basically three, I mean, there's more than three tiers, but of the first three tiers of interior defensive linemen, tier number one is Aaron Donald. And then there's tier number two, which is like probably four or five guys that are not Aaron Donald, but you can put them out there for a lot of snaps and they can get after quarterbacks and stuff. I think Dalvin Tomlinson and Harrison Phillips are part of that third tier. They're they're among the 15 best interior defensive linemen, give or take, 15 to 20. They're mm-hmm. both very reliable. Um, and so I've got them handcuffed together here at 12 and 13. Interesting factoid about Harrison Phillips. He's a three-time state champion wrestler at Millard West High School in Omaha. And he credits that sort of one-on-one wrestling combat background as being really helpful in his ascension as a guy in the trenches in the NFL. Uh, He worked his way up from 189 pounds as a freshman in high school, winning a state championship, to being uh, 285 pounds. He gained 100 pounds in high school, up to 285 pounds to win the state title as a senior. And then he's put on another, God, 30-plus pounds or whatever uh, since being in the NFL. So the interior defensive lineman, Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson. All right, this is an intriguing one, and here's why. This to me is one of the most important, and we've talked about it, but not extensively. One of the most important things that the Vikings did, because if you look at last season, and I think the last two years, but this certainly strikes me about 2021, the inability to stop the run was absolutely huge. Like, you have to stop the run. It's not really sexy, but it's it, if you can't, you're in trouble. And so I guess my question becomes... What's going to have changed within this scheme to stop the run? And then these two are going to play the most important role possible, right? So, like, Tomlinson and Phillips absolutely positively have to be good. Now, my second part of the question is, in this scheme, can either one get a push? Because it just, I mean, we see now, right, so many defensive tackles who get, who create inside pressure and that is in the in as we've seen with Kirk, the quarterback's face immediately. So can one of these two, Tomlinson, can he get a occasional push? Because if you do, it disrupts things a lot. So this is actually between these two. I think one of the most fundamentally important things is their success because the interior of the Vikings defensive line for the last two years was disappointing. And you see the results when those guys aren't successful. Yeah, these guys just just for the audience here too. They're not they're not terrible at getting pressure, but it, but it's certainly not what they're known for. In yeah. fact, they they combined last season for forty two total pressures and a handful of sacks. So those guys combined had forty two pressures. Aaron Donald had eighty six. <laughs> yeah, well, he just consistently uh, gets pressure. Yeah, Jonathan Allen had seventy. Uh, Kenny Clark with the Packers had 64. So these guys are going to be more about stopping the run than getting after quarterbacks. So it might be right. that you have to sub one off on third downs. I, I don't know. They're not guys also like Aaron Donald plays a thousand snaps. These guys are going to play half of that snap total. Mm-hmm. So who are you rotating in yeah. and how are you getting that pressure in must pass situations? Okay. Good question. Occasionally, perhaps let's say Hunter lines up across from the center. Now we got problems, don't we? Now the quarterback's got Ooh. problems. So it, it doesn't get, get back to the creativity of the scheme. But just the fact that this team, I don't think there's anything 
more subtly frustrating than watching a team that can't stop the run. Like when it's four yards, five yards, four yards, 12 yards. It's like, what the hell? Because we, in this town, we have grown accustomed to seeing a lot of defenses that are successful against the run. So I, if you can now, you don't have to be great, but if you can just keep them to small gains and not these, you know, big 12-yard gains at times, it's going to be a big step in the right direction. Yeah, they're also spending $18 million in the interior of their defensive line per over the cap, uh, which is 20th in the NFL. Now, they also are paying $5 million in dead money to both Michael Pierce and Sheldon Richardson, which is a little bit of a problem. But you'd like to think that after two years of being the worst run-stopping team in the NFL, essentially, that something can be improved there. If Harrison Phillips makes you go from 32nd to even 19th or 18th, that's a win. Because, like, to Judd's point, it's death by a thousand paper cuts when you're just allowing four-yard, five-yard, six-yard, chunk-yard gains all the time. Yeah. It's, and, it, you know, and these guys aren't superstars. They're not, you know, I, I mean, maybe the scheme elevates one of them differently than, you know, the scheme that Tomlinson was playing in last year. But I think the theme here, with if you look at, just if we zoom back out to the rankings so far here, Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson, 12-13, Jordan Hicks, 14 and then Patrick Peterson was 16th. And I'll even include DJ Wanham at 19th. These are all just good, solid defensive players. I don't think there's any perennial pro bowlers in here. I don't think there's anyone that's going to you know, be in the Vikings ring of honor at any point. These are just good, solid players. And that brings us to number 11. He probably needs to be more than just a good, solid player. But last year brought out a bunch of different questions about his age and Mm -hmm. sustainability. Eric Kendricks is 11th on my list. Some people are going to say that's way too low because he is a Ring of Honor guy, I think, for this franchise. And he's Mm -hmm. been regarded recently as one of the best linebackers in the NFL. And if you want to look at pro football focus rankings, they would tell you, too, that in 2019 and 2020, he was one of the best linebackers in the NFL. But last year, PFF marked him as not terrible, but more of like a league average linebacker that really struggled in the run game. How much of it was injury, scheme? Yep. You know, Mike, he clearly had some issues with Mike Zimmer's coaching and communication at the end. As he, I mean, he's the one that coined the phrase culture of fear after Mike Zimmer was fired. And he's also 30 years old. So there's just a, there's a lot of things that, ooh, last year just didn't quite feel the same, uh, like the same Eric Hendricks. Now, I will say a couple things. There were two linebackers in the NFL last year with 100-plus tackles and four interceptions, Eric Hendricks and Jordan Hicks, and they're going to play next to each other on this defense in a new scheme. So does does the pairing of those two guys in a new scheme with new coaches yeah. – Tack an extra year or two of productivity onto those, you know, you know, those age thirty seasons. He's a leader, I, so I, I'm ranking him. I think if you were just ranking based off last year, I don't know that I'd have him even eleventh. But I'm giving him credit for what he did the two previous years and getting healthy. And we'll see what comes in 2022. So Kendricks is 11. I think that ranking is incredibly fair. He's coming off a bad year. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think if the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, my sense is if you went back and did this list in the wintertime, he needs to be top 10. And here's why I think he's got a shot at that. 
the one thing you brought up um, his picks, four picks last year. And the one thing that I love about what I think this scheme is going to do for him, this is assuming his health is fine and like he's not just breaking down, which is a possibility. It's a brutal sport. But if he if he was the victim of a scheme that didn't work well or disgruntlement, I don't know. Um, when If you watch Kendricks play this sport, he has the instincts of a safety. His, his picks mm-hmm. are not picks of luck. Not like he just stood there and got the ball. He will go get the football. He will make plays that look like a defensive back. He has the ability to do that. And so I think with how the Vikings are going to deploy their linebackers consistently, which is going to be as pseudo safeties. And look, those guys are going to get pressure too. But the fact is the day and age of the linebacker who was big and bulky and had the big neck brace and backboard and would just stop guys, that's going away. So as this game changes and morphs, I actually think that Kendricks, if if his health is okay, has another year or two of being incredibly effective in sort of that linebacker safety hybrid role. And I love the fact that he has instincts that allow him to at times play like a defensive back. Yeah, I mean, he's also he's the second highest paid player on this Vikings team in terms of a cap number. I mean, he's making a lot of coin. He fell off the face of the earth a little bit last year, but when pre-2021, he was legitimately one of the best linebackers in all football. Can he be changed? Can his scheme with Ed Donatel make him back into the player that he used to be? Because the Vikings need him. Like Him and Harrison are basically the de facto leaders on that defense, and they can't really afford for Eric Kendricks to post the same grade and be the same kind of player he was in 2021 if that defense is going to improve. I think a lot of people just look at sort of the back of the football card statistics too and wonder, oh, wait a second, he had a career-high 143 tackles last year. He had eight tackles for loss. He had five sacks career-high, and and um, he had two, uh, two interceptions. By the way, I, I got that stat from... Uh, Kevin O'Connell himself quoted that stat. Maybe he was talking about tackles and sacks as a linebacker, not interceptions, because Kendricks only had two interceptions last year. So if that stat was wrong, blame Kevin O'Connell for floating it. Give me bad information. He's going to stink. <laughs> he should be 20. But I think a lot of people say, wait a second, he, he, career high in tackles, 143, uh, eight tackles for loss, and then all these other things. And you see some of the the splash plays he makes with, with the, the highlight reel picks. So tackles can be a little bit deceiving. Pro Football Focus would say, okay, you made a tackle, but were you in position to make that tackle? Did you make that tackle five yards further down the field than it should have been made because somebody was out of position, right? Right. Um, Or were you out of position and somebody else got a tackle because they blew by you? So there's so many things that go into it. It's it's not as easy as just saying, look how many tackles he had. Well, where were the tackles? Were they two yards from the line of scrimmage or eight yards from the line of scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, I this is where you have to take maybe the PFF grade with a little bit of a grain of salt. Do I think that he just became a bad player last year? I mean, he was graded as one of the worst run-stopping linebackers in the league. Do I believe that to be true? I don't – not necessarily. I think there's still a semblance of the guy we saw 2019 and 20 in there somewhere. But yes. We'll see on the field. And entirely, the run defense stunk. Like, the entire thing was bad. So Mm -hmm. every player pays for that grade. And the key here is, can you improve that, which you should, 
And I will say this. If Kendricks remains 11th on this list for the entirety of the season, Phil, this is not a playoff team. Yeah, I, right. I think it needs to be top. I think he needs to be top 10. I really yeah. do. So we are halfway through the top 20 current Vikings countdown. Alexander Madison, number 20. DJ Wanham, 19. Chris Reed, 18. KJ Osborne, 17. Patrick Peterson, 16. Irv Smith Jr., 15. Jordan Hicks, 14. Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson handcuffed at 12 and 13. And Eric Kendricks, 11th on the list. Um, any just general, anything that just screams, no, dude, this is way off, or you would have done something totally different with one of these 10 players so far? Not so far to me. No, no, I, I think it's fair. Um, like, I might move guys slightly, but there's no... There's nobody in your in your twenty to sixteen who I think should be twelfth. Like Patrick Peterson, maybe should be above Irv Smith Jr. right now, but I don't look at that and, and say Patrick Peterson should be like tenth. So no, mm-hmm. I I think it's given the circumstances of what we know right now, it's fair. I'd be curious to come back and do th- this entire list in January, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it needs to change and probably almost certainly will change. But yeah, Irv Smith is the one that intrigues me because Dex is right. Like that guy could skyrocket up this thing or that could be it and he he could be 21st. Uh, That's the one where I guess the two that intrigued me the most as far as are they going to be top 10 because they probably should be, if healthy, Kendricks and Smith. Yeah, I, I think Smith's or uh, yeah, Irv Smith's ceiling still hasn't been reached yet. Like all these guys, I think even if Kendricks makes an improvement, I mean, how how much are you going to bump him up? Like someone within the top ten that you're going to have on your list would certainly have to fall off of it. Um, yeah, I could move. I could maybe move Greg Joseph out of the out of the top yeah, ten. Exactly. You can move Garrett Bradbury, you know, out of the top five. Jordan Berry, like yeah, heck of fun. a leg. Good punter. Who's the long snapper? I have him eighth snapper? right now. We'll talk more about him tomorrow. He's a nice guy. <laughs> nice oh, man. man you know the, the the vikings are pretty much just kind of able to do what they want over the next five or six weeks until training camp just you know stay out of trouble oh maybe they can make a tea time down at the meadows at mystic highly recommend four or five weeks <laughs> highly recommend you know who probably hit some bombs off the tee harrison phillips oh. i bet harrison phillips absolutely just hits missiles off that tee box i can see it totally uh, and you, you should hit me up because I would like to take some lessons from Harrison Phillips. I had some bombs at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, which is an award-winning 18-hole public golf course. It features a full-service golf shop, too. Top-of-the-line equipment and apparel. And you can do those lessons. I can probably do a lessons with Harrison Phillips. He can show me how to put on, like, 250 pounds of muscle, maybe, and hit the ball, like, 300, 400 yards. Maybe he can show me that. But they can also have they have instructors down there that know what they're doing. Uh, book your tee time. Book your lesson at GolfTheMeadows.com to learn more. It's GolfTheMeadows.com. To learn more. You are constantly Wait. politicking now to hang out with Vikings. What do you mean constantly? I what think you did. One? I think you had one yesterday where where you're like, yeah, I, I could hang with him. Oh, uh, that was Joe Ryan. I think we oh, were talking Joe about. Ryan. Right. I think Joe Sorry, Ryan and I just... probably share a lot of the similar lifestyle. Oh, I got you. Okay, I, I right. think I my bad an assumption. My bad, Joe Ryan and you <laughs> making an assumption. Joey. 
I'd like to hear Judd try to convince one of these 300-pound offensive linemen, like, hey, listen, i got a friend at Livia that can help you Livia. lose some. If you want to hang out no. with me, we can lose weight together. It'll be great. It'd be simple. You know why? I would go up to guys about to retire, and I would say, yeah, you're a little chunky, and that's Dude, not do good. you see Steve Hutchinson these days? Yeah, he that weighs about 12 pounds. He's old, man. <laughs> no, but he's jacked. No, I know. They're great. jacked, but they all lost the weight, right? Like, they've all lost the weight. Like, like here's one. Garrett Bradbury. You know, he tried to put on. He, he has put on substantial weight because he is going to go out there and try and kick some ass. But when he's done playing, he's going to be like, I need to trim down. What am I going to do? I am. I am far too heavy. This is not good for my body. What should I do? Judd, help me out. And I, I, I will say, Garrett, no problem at all. You call my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And you know what? If you did that now, ladies and gentlemen, $59. I'm down 40 pounds. And the best part is I'm keeping the weight off. That is the toughest thing to do. But for $59, you can get all the tools that you need to start a program that's going to help you shed the pounds and then keep them off. And it's this simple. You call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM, L-I-V-E-A.COM, lose the weight, keep it off. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Judd can do it, so can you. So give them a call today or go to Livia.com. Okay, what are people saying about the Vikings? Adam Rank, I believe we actually played a clip from him last week, giving the Vikings, he picked their schedule and gave them a, a 7-10 and 10 record. So a negative Adam Rank, we know where hate Adam Rank. his allegiances lie. Must be with the Packers and the Bears. But he posted an article yesterday on NFL.com, State of the 2022 Vikings. I want to read you a paragraph about Kevin O'Connell and then a paragraph about Kirk Cousins and get your reaction. We'll start with the first one and get your reaction here. So Adam Rank says, Kevin O'Connell will now be getting his feet wet as a play caller while also learning how to be an NFL head coach for the first time in both cases. Vikings uh, Vikings fans spent the last four years making fun of former Bears head coach Matt Nagy, who embarked on an ill-fated tenure in Chicago after serving as an offensive coordinator for Chiefs mastermind Andy Reid. But this sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? It's completely negative. The counter here would be that Bengals head coach Zach Taylor, another former assistant for McVay, has made a transition similar to the one O'Connell is attempting. However, it took Taylor some time to get it together. He won six games combined in the first two seasons. Of course, they were a complete disaster roster-wise. Yes. Uh, And then eventually reached the Super Bowl last year. And honestly, it took Joe Burrow to make it all come together. Yeah. Can Cousins do the same thing? Are these fair comparisons to be making for no, Kevin O'Connell? No, no, this whole thing was stupid. Now, first of all, first of all, Matt Nagy is from the Andy Reid tree, okay? The Andy Reid tree, I'm not saying it's a bust, but so was Brad Childress. And both of them did not call plays, and I believe had the OC title, because Andy Reid's very good at what he does, all right? So the Nagy thing, don't even mention those names. Like, don't even mention O'Connell. The McVeigh tree and the Reed tree are completely different. One is a grumpy old man who's very good at offensive football, but doesn't necessarily always pass it on. All right. So that's out. Number two is Zach Taylor. The smartest thing that the Bengals did was suck to get Joe Burrow. Um, like the comparison that we're going to hear realistically is Stafford and Cousins. And I'm curious on that. I don't think that they are the same player. But the comparison there, far closer, Zach Taylor would be fired if they hadn't gotten Joel Burrow. 
Joe Burrow made the difference. It's why you want that quarterback. Like, it's no secret, right? Um, so, no, I, I, I struggle with that entire thing. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's... I feel like you're being a little hard on the Andy Reid coaching tree here. I agree, I agree, by the way. You can't just say, well, Matt, Matt Nagy, so... Because you could do that. Well, yeah. You could do it on both sides but of the what, coin, right? You could... Yes, but what I'm... Yeah, the, okay, is, is there a chance O'Connell is a flop as a head coach? Yes. 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 But why are okay. you but why are you cherry picking Nagy to compare and say Vikings fans made? F- I mean, Nagy was a complete bust. He was a bust. He had one good year, first year very good, and then bang, done. Um, I just I don't like his comparisons. The author has rubbed me the wrong way this morning. I think it, it is weird to pull Matt Nagy because you could also pull. I'm looking at a list of of the eleven Andy Reid assistants that have become head coaches in the NFL. John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Who never? He was a special teams coordinator. He never called offensive or defensive plays in a game. Chilly, but he got the job because he was a great leader and communicator. And still, you see John Harbaugh as just one of the most beloved coaches, able to coach hard. But right. you know, he asks the opinions of players in key moments and stuff. Right. Right. Uh, Ron Rivera went to a Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. Very good NFL head coach. Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning head coach. He was an Andy Reid assistant. That's the cult. Yeah, that's the. Sean McDermott with the Bills was an Andy Reid assistant. Right, but we're talking about guys, in the case of McDermott, Rivera, we're talking about guys from the defensive side. I'm talking about the offensive comparisons. Like well, he's, let's he's talk cherry about picking. He's cherry, but my problem is he's cherry picking a guy who was a colossal flop and saying, well, offensively, he was supposed to be good. That's what I don't yeah. like. I mean, Doug, Doug Peterson was a backup quarterback in the NFL and who wasn't great, really yeah. fit to be a starter. And then, be like, I don't know. You could you could compare O'Connell to Doug Peterson just as easily as you. Now, did Doug Peterson call plays under Andy Reid? I, I doubt it, right? I think Andy he was Reed's given a places. little bit of latitude, but, yeah, he, he did not yeah. call plays. It's less about time. calling plays, more about how great of a leader and a communicator you yep. are. People get yep. so fixated. But that's why I don't like that. But, but to me, the Zach Taylor one is BS because the quarterback. The quarterback's yeah. great. Like, if you give okay. Zach Taylor Kirk Cousins, Phil, how are the Bengals doing right now? They're not in the Super Bowl last year. Okay. No. He's not overcoming the offensive line and all the things. Burrow is a better quarterback, and Burrow is a more galvanizing leader as a quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Great. Okay, here's the next part. This is more specific to Cousins. Cousins is the Michelob Ultra of NFL quarterbacks. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Not the worst choice you can make, <laughs> oh my God. but if I have other options, it's probably not going to get within my top 10. Before I continue, oh my God. what other options might you have besides Michelob Ultra if you're looking for a good top yes. 10 beer? Well, you know what you would want? Joe Burrow, right? Brady, right? Rodgers, right? Well, listen, right now I'm going to tell you I've got all of those quarterbacks in a beer can, and that is anything that comes from our friends at, at Surly Brewing of course, my top choice, Furious is fantastic, but there are so many good summer choices, and these are all the upper echelon, first-round, high-top-10 picks provided by Surly Brewing. So stay away from the Cousins' beer and indulge in the beer that is going to be the Super Bowl of taste. That would be Surly. Also, a shout-out real quick to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is the Tom Brady the long-standing yeah. gold standard of insurance companies to help your business. 
been around for over 100 years, just like Tom Brady. And they measure their success by the success of your business. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company and FederatedInsurance.com, it's our business to protect yours. All right, so Cousins is the Michelob Ultra of NFL quarterbacks. Not the worst choice you can make, but if I have other options, it's probably not going to get within my top 10. Cousins is 59, 59, and 2 in his time as a starter in the NFL, which feels incredibly on brand for him. But he's posted a passer rating of 90 or better and at least 25 passing touchdowns in each of the past seven seasons. Five other quarterbacks in history have posted such a streak lasting five years or longer. All five won a Super Bowl during their careers, according to NFL research. Now, of course, easier to put up those numbers now than it would have been 10 years ago, 15 years ago, et cetera. Like Steve Young doing it, if he did, and Joe Montana doing it is different than the guys doing it. Now, I digress. The hope here is O'Connell has the same impact on Cousins that Sean McVay had on Stafford in Los Angeles. And again, they are similar with each other. O'Connell accepted the job already knowing Cousins' strengths. That should be taken as a positive. Adam Rank, too, has been uh, loving this take because... In December of 2018, I just looked this up, he literally tweeted out, if you asked Kurt Cousins to bring the beer for your party, he'd show up with the sixer of Mick Ultra for everyone. Wow. So he's consistent. Adam he's Rank consistent is consistent with this take. I like this. I, I respect it. So it's a good take. Testing the take on Twitter. Bring it to the website. That's Royce. Maybe like. throw it out on. It is, on and it's NFL like a, it's a little fancy bottle, but it doesn't have a lot of taste. Doesn't really fill you up. There's better options out there. But you can do it. But you can do it. That's a now. Would you would you overpay for it? That's the thing. You know, would you if you were thirsty enough? You, you might. If it was one of the three well, most expensive beers, would you? I would can't you confirm or deny this, but when I go on the golf course, and usually when I get a six or a beer, the sixth beer is usually free, right? You buy five, they give you a six for free. That's usually a, a normal course deal at a lot of golf courses. And typically, when I haven't been purchased a beer because I purchase Surleys, but my other friends they'll they'll grab the Mick Ultras. They go to the Old Reliable. They go to their Kirk Cousins. It's a great comparison. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, that part was good. entirely fair, by the way. <laughs> it um, was. So, yeah, good for good for all of you uh, Mick Ultra drinkers. Surly is the beer of choice on Purple Daily here. And that's what people are saying about the Minnesota Vikings here on this Tuesday, June 14th. Daily Vikings discussion even during the offseason, and we will unveil tomorrow. In addition to write that down predictions, we'll also do probably maybe a separate episode uh, just to give the 20 current best Vikings list the, the space that it deserves. Or to breathe. Friday. We un- maybe we, maybe we or do what Chris Sims did, which is just like put pause it on the list for two weeks. For write that down. You got a new, you gotta, come back you got a new producer it. the rest of the week. So you got, you guys. He's not uh, new. He's an well, yeah. old, reliable producer. Yeah, he's, he's, Steph, he's not the Michelob Ultra, I can tell you that. He's coming but, off uh, the bench, and he's really good. <laughs> and you never know when starting roles are going to change, Dex. It's true. True. Guy goes on vacation. Well, six through ten Wally at Pimp. some point, either tomorrow or next week. I don't know. We'll have to just see when we want to unveil more names here. Mackie right. and Judd here on Purple Daily with executive producer Declan. We'll see you guys.